Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. I'm your host, J.D. from New York, as always, joined by my very good friend and co-host on Wednesday nights, the Chi-Town Smark. Jesse, what is going on, brother? First and foremost... I want to make this clear to Mr. Joey Janela, Swerve, Baron Corbin, or anybody else this guy manages to piss off. I didn't do any, I didn't do anything today, bro. What the fuck? No, no, no. The comments of JD are of JD alone and are not the thoughts of this guy at all. Don't blame me. For that guy's bullshit, bro. Good, listen, man. bro. You, How you, are you today? Listen, man. You know for a fucking fact, I didn't do shit today, man. I've been very good all day today. 
I didn't say anything. Hey, man, just a just a random disclaimer. Just throwing it out there, man. Listen, man, if I'm going to upset Jelly Janella. Oh, God, he, he, that's not me. Joey Nutella. I, I mean, oh. bro, if I want if I wanted to uh, gain some popularity, I mean, uh, I'd go jump off a rooftop in front of five people as well, man. I mean, give me a break. More like soy boy, bro. You like soy milk? I'm not a part of this. By the way, me and Baron Corbin are on uh, on uh, good levels, bro. You know. This week. This you week. Know. You know. Anyway, uh, first and foremost, we'll talk about uh, fucking um, the soy boy a little bit later. Um, right out of the gate, I want to send my condolences and my love and my thoughts and prayers to the family of superstar Billy Graham, who unfortunately uh, passed away this evening at the age of 79, Ric Flair Uh, I believe, announced the news before any of the dirt sheets picked it up. He said, the superstar Billy Graham just left us. Thank you for all of your influence on my career, says the Nature Boy Ric Flair at 8.42 p.m. this evening. Um, I know he was on life support, and the doctors wanted to pull him off earlier in the week. The family did not, and uh, today was the day, bro. Um, So thoughts, love, and prayers to uh, superstar Billy Graham. I know he's been suffering through... Some major health problems the last few years, and uh, I hope you can rest easy now, man. That's uh, some sad news to start the evening, um, this very newsworthy evening here on Wednesday. It is. It is. I mean, his influence, um, Billy Graham's, has gone far beyond pro wrestling. Billy Graham's influence trickles into boxing, um, MMA, just his charisma alone. And um, we all have to go. Um, God knows he lived an extremely eventful life and he touched a lot of people. And um, rest in peace, brother. Yeah, man. Sad news this evening. So uh, thoughts, love, and prayers from uh, RN to uh, superstar Billy Graham and his family, man. That's uh, quite the sad story that we had to uh, learn about this evening via Ric Flair on social media. Uh, Jesse, it was a uh, it, it was a big news day, man. It was uh, it was hectic. It was coming from all angles, and it had a lot to do with AEW and the announcement that they made this evening. It is no secret anymore. AEW Collision is happening on Saturday night, live, June seventeenth, at a location to be announced next week. And I want you guys. To hang on to that little caveat, everybody is under the impression that it will be at the United Center, but AEW and Tony Khan tonight did not announce any location until next week, and we'll get into that in just a second. Jesse, Collision is now official. The Warner upfronts happened today at the theater inside Madison Square Garden. And Fightful reported this morning that a hard brand split will be coming with the debut of AEW Collision. Now, one outlet disputed that claim, but they, Fightful, were told that AEW talent that were told uh, on May 17th, the concerns regarding which show that they'll be on, uh, specifically as of today, all recognized champions in AEW and any other major or any other major wrestling organization are exempt from these upcoming brand splits. CM Punk 
was not featured in the upfronts or the press release, though it had been reported that he was planned for both. The upfronts themselves were filmed ahead of time, and the Warner Brothers Discovery team made the decision not to feature talent due to the writer's strike. W, uh, the Warner Brothers Discovery uh, released a statement claiming that Punk was not affiliated with AEW Collision, but as of today, Fightful were told that there are still plans to go ahead with CM Punk as the star of the show. Punk was actively included in the press release and was removed by this morning's announcement. Fightful were told that there were active content plans with Punk as of this week, though it was noted that, as with anything else, shit changes. Punk's involvement in AEW has featured regular contact with Tony Khan. Fightful is told that Punk himself didn't want to be announced for the Collision brand well ahead of time, but don't know if that played any role in the altered press release. Those that Fightful spoke to had heard weeks ago Ace Steel could be brought back as well. They have not confirmed whether or not he'll be back following the series of events surrounding the brawl-out situation. Fightful was also told that Punk was keen on pushing for FTR and Andrade being involved with Collision, which right now is the plan as Andrade was named in the press release, along with Thunder Rosa and Miro. The plan has been for an early episode of Collision to take place at the United Center. That would be the first episode, though that has not been announced. Then we got the CM Punk and Brian Alvarez thing, bro, but I'll get into that in, in a little bit. This whole thing with CM Punk, man, you know, a lot of people are looking at this as drama and he's drumming up drama again via the Wrestling Observer with what they said today, which I'll get into in a second. I'll play the clip. I have it queued up here for you guys. Uh, what, what do you make of this, Jesse? Because I feel like even though Punk did not want to be announced at the upfronts uh, having anything to do with collision, and then we got this announcement tonight by Tony Khan, which was basically what we heard on social media. He just repeated himself and gave us a list of dates where Collision is going to be airing from on Saturday night, all, all, all in Canada. And then the last date in Newark, New Jersey, I believe, at the Prudential Center. Punk was not announced for any of this during the upfronts. He was not named on Dynamite tonight, and everybody kind of expected that to be the big announcement. There was no TV rights deal announced as uh, as well. I'll get into that a little bit later as well. Melcher said that there would be. Obviously, there was not. But the Punk situation, bro, I, I, I thought myself that this would be it. He was not named tonight. And then we hear all this shit about a steal and Brian Alvarez and, and whatnot. I, I really don't know what's going on, but I feel like that it was supposed to be tonight. And that they didn't want to unveil all their cards in one in one show. And they want to drag this thing out as long as they can. And then, you know, next week they'll announce the United Center. And then maybe they'll tag along CM Punk with that announcement as well. I, I don't know if anybody should really be looking too much into this. I mean, the bigger story is that Alvarez and Punk are going at it again via Instagram and his live show on Wrestling Observer. But I do feel like Punk is eventually going to be announced. I mean, he's not going to WWE. He's not He's not backing out of the deal. He's not leaving AEW. It's just something that I think they're kind of trying to milk, and they're going to do it next week. Yeah, well, yeah. That was a lot. I kind of forgot what the original question was. You kind of went on for a while there. Yeah. Well, what do you um, think of the whole situation, I mean, with Punk? I mean, uh, well, is it a serious situation, or are people, uh, you know, or, or are you looking at this as like, oh, yeah, whatever, it'll be announced next week? Well, it's it's it's... it's definitely one of two things it's either a they they are playing into um you know into the work you know i mean if they're announcing it 
early, it's kind of it kind of ruins the surprise, quote unquote. If you if you plan on debuting them um, in Chicago, um, or or something happened and plans changed. I mean, it could legitimately be either one of those, and there's a 50-50 probability. Now, it's not to say that those plans change, meaning he's not going to show up again. I mean, he clearly he's showing back up. Um, but the plans could have changed as far as what they're going to do with them and how he's going to debut and how he's going to return. That could have changed. Or, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have announced before the first dance he's going to be at the United Center, right? I mean, if they had to make some kind of announcement before then, they never would have said, yes, Punk will be at it. No, I mean, so... Either way, it could be a complete work. I don't want to say work, quote unquote, but I mean, yeah, and since it would be a work if the networks are just, you know, going to play it off, but it could be either one. Punk seems to put his foot in his mouth more often than not. So maybe he got himself in more hot water or maybe it's all a complete work. And yeah, we're just going to get him in Chicago for, you know, the second coming or whatever they named it now. Well, you know, maybe CM Punk realizes like if they announce the United Center, why do they need to announce me along with that? I think he's pretty much in the know that if they announce the United Center, I think everybody kind of realizes that Punk is going to show up on that first show. So do, do you really need to announce me? Let's just do the show and I'll come out and surprise everybody right. on that Saturday night. I mean, is that a possibility as well that Punk said, you know what, fuck you, you're going to book the United Center. I think everybody kind of knows I'm going to be there. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Same, you know, same as last time. Everyone showed up to the, um, the, the first dance and everyone there expected Punk. If there was no punk that would have shown up, they would have had a riot in United Center. And at the same time, they never announced it. They never promised us punk. They never told us we were getting punk. But to the point where, okay, you've you've kind of just told us without telling us, and now we expect them. Kind of the same thing here. I mean, why are you gonna you know book the United Center and then and then name it you know the under the under um the second the coming line is yeah second coming. What are we doing here? <laughs> well, that, that 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 part's not really official. I mean, they didn't really tag a, a, a show name to it yet. Um, okay. But, I, I mean, I, I would assume that if that's the going name, that they would announce Punk ahead of time and announce Punk ahead of time to sell tickets to the show. Man, they, they must be pretty fucking confident second time around to sell 16,000 tickets to the United Center. They, they must be. That's why I'm, 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 if I'm going to assume something here, I'm going to assume this is just a part of the storyline. And they're just waiting for Punk to... um to come back then um much like the the original rampage you know at, at this point people are like uh, starting to remember and think that the original rampage was at the united center in chicago it was not they had a rampage before that yeah so maybe that's why they didn't come out and confirm that this is gonna be you know the co- first collision show will be in chicago maybe there'll be one before who knows that's a possibility as well yeah. you know that was the first dance rampage i mean it was I guess it was the first official episode of Rampage, but it wasn't, you know, the Rampage that we got the following week. It was completely, it was all, it was totally for him. You know, he was given the floor for a half an hour to do what he needed to do. Pretty much, yeah. But CM Punk, Ace Steel, obviously you guys know what happened or we don't really know what happened. We heard about what happened. We read about what happened. Ace Steel and the brawl out situation, he ended up getting fired for his involvement so, obviously, Ace Steel was a, a major talking point in the stories today. For the past couple of months, AEW and CM Punk have been working towards a return, obviously, for Punk on the Collision brand. 
This has extended all the way to Warner Brothers Discovery, AEW, and TNT, having promotional materials made for the show involving punk, and it includes a Samoa Joe match graphic. So this shit is already made, according to the reports. So I don't know why they would go back on that. Now, Fightful has already learned that during the meeting between Punk and Chris Jericho, that Jericho mentioned the possibility of Ace Steel returning to the company in some capacity with the belief that people working together in harmony could alleviate some tensions and show that everyone was willing to do business. So it's, it's, it's you know, it's rather funny that Jericho was the one who brought that up, bro, in the meeting with Punk that, you know, maybe it's a good idea for Ace Steel to get back involved and get him backstage in his former role and show everybody that it could be harmonious with all of the culprits a part of the brawl-out situation working together backstage. Look, there's nothing going on. Everybody's ready to do business. Are you surprised by that? Very much so. Um, Steel is very, 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 very expendable. Yes. Um, and he still is. So I don't I don't see the, the, the point in bringing him back unless it was demanded by someone. I mean, you, 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 I mean, you would think that, uh, you know, his best friend would be demanding him to be back. Right. But it was Chris Jericho in this in this report from Fightful. Right. Right. But I don't know if I'm TK. I fired him for a reason and there's no reason to bring him back. So I don't I mean, what are we bringing him back for? We can execute everything we want to execute with Punk without a steal. He wasn't even an unscreen character. You know, the way the way I see it. The way if if Ace Steel is back, bro, and, and CM Punk forces Ace Steel to come back, and he forces his hand like this is what I want, I demand this, and you know has this diva like mentality, you know I think that's a bad a bad look because it kind of shows everybody like, hey, who the fuck is really running this company? Is Tony Khan running the company, or is it CM Punk running the company? Why is this guy back? And like you said. He is absolutely in a position where he is expendable. It was Jericho's idea just for the sake of doing business and showing everybody that, hey, look at all the people involved in this terrible fucking moment in company history, and he's back working together in a harmonious way. Look, everybody's willing to do business. I don't like it because it just shows that Punk is the one in charge and not Tony Khan. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, it it wouldn't be... TK's idea to bring him back. No. There's, no, there's no need for him. It's not like they need to bring him back to complete a puzzle on an on-screen story. It whether he come comes back or not, nothing changes as far as the the the, uh, the product goes on television. No. So yeah, there's no reason to bring him back at all unless CM Punk was demanding him to come back. Like I, this is my list of demands if I'm going to come back. I mean, give me a break. I know he wants to work with his friends and give his friends opportunity, but. The guy bit a fucking, uh, he bit Kenny Omega's arm, reportedly. You know, I mean, I don't think that's really grounds for like, hey, man, you want to get rehired? Give me a break. Come on. Fightful was told that there was a meeting this week between AEW and Punk, and it was extended to Punk that Steel would have the ability to be with the company and work directly with Punk. However, it was made clear that A. Steel would not be able to be at AEW television. We haven't learned, says Fightful, specifically how Punk reacted to this outside of him not being in agreement with it. We have not been told if this is tied to Punk not being featured on the Warner Brothers Discovery materials or the statement they made about him not being associated with the brand, though it was noted to us that there were plans for an AEW camera crew to film materials at CM Punk's home on Wednesday, and nobody knows if that actually happened or not. As of now, we have not been told about a change in plans for CM Punk 
PW Insider reported that Impact was interested in bringing Ace Steel back in recent weeks, but he passed, leading to the belief that he was AEW or WWE bound. Look, not even Ace Steel wants to go to Impact, bro. What does that say? Yeah, maybe he, maybe he has bigger plans. Who knows? I don't know. Um, this, I mean, like I said, this is this Ace Steel shit should be a non-issue. I mean, it's not even it's not even a, a fucking a blip on the radar with this CM Punk no. and uh, Collision news. I mean, give me a fucking break with this shit. Um, outside of the Punk and Collision, you know, him being removed from the materials and, and all this shit today uh, about Warner Brothers Discovery saying he's not a part of the brand, which we all know he will be. They're just waiting for a proper announcement. They don't want to, you know, show their cards all at one time. Brian Alvarez on the Wrestling Observer, man, he, he really made some some insider references, and he didn't really go into, you know, what he was talking about. I want to see if this actually plays for you guys. I got the clip queued up. This is from our guy, Ango. He he pulled this from, from Twitter, and I'm on his Twitter page right now. Let me see if this plays for you guys. It's about a minute long, and, and this is Brian Alvarez just really stirring the pot. And, and when, when you hear this, you understand why CM Punk got angry and, and took to Instagram again to verbally berate. Brian Alvarez and the tribalistic mentality of everybody in the wrestling community. Let's see if this plays. Hold on. Let me uh, let me unmute this here and do this. Let's see. CM Punk is not on the poster. Yeah. Not on there. Now, that could mean two things. It could mean that he got really mad and doesn't want to be a part of this anymore oh, for some it? reason. No, this could be one of the reasons. Oh, anything. That's not the reason. reason. Can I just give the Hold reason? Hold on. Or, or, that's going to be the big announcement tonight. Hey. That CM Punk is, is part of Collision. People acting like they cracked a code because his name was taken out of the release. It's like, in theory, none of this, you're not supposed to know any of this. That is supposed to be the big announcement. They got to announce Chicago and they have to do that. I mean, it's silly. Well, it's, here's the thing, Mike. The Earth could collide into the sun before Hold 8 on. o'clock, and it I know happen. a lot about this, okay? He has gotten mad about various things many times, and it has been a tightrope walk with CM Punk. There were graphics with CM Punk on the graphic. Now there are graphics without CM Punk on the graphic. So it is not impossible that this deal with CM Punk has fallen through. It is not impossible. He might be announced tonight. That might be the big announcement. But I, I'll put it this way. It is not impossible that we do this show tomorrow and there was no announcement whatsoever of CM That is not impossible. Okay? I can tell you that for a fact. It is not impossible. I mean, you, you, could, see, you could listen to that and understand why CM Punk got angry, bro. I, I mean, you know, he's gotten mad at various things. He hasn't said shit. He's been doing his own thing. Like, what the? Why are you? Why are you putting shit out there as bait for him to fucking latch onto and then come back at you on Instagram, bro? Literally, CM Punk has not said anything, bro. The only time CM Punk said anything was when this shit happened the first time, and he called Jericho a stooge and a shill, and he called Meltzer a fucking scumbag. But why? Why are you? Why are you putting the fucking fishing lure out there and wanting CM Punk to bite, bro? On something like that, why? Why do it if you're Alvarez? Right. Well, this is very, very, very simplified for me. In, in my, here is something that everyone 
who is a public figure, um, especially pro athletes, they have to deal with um, the NBA, the NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, hell, the White House, the media. You have to deal with the media. You can't get rid of the media. You can't sit and call out members of the media you don't like because that only makes your own situation worse. The media is always there. Now, I know I see a lot of people saying, you know, Alvarez sucks, this, this, net. And I get that, dude. I, I, I get how one would feel that way. And yeah, it does, it does come off as he's fishing and he's trolling. But here's the thing. Alvarez is doing his job whether you agree with what his take is or what he's saying or what he's doing, the media is going to be there. And believe it or not, people are not always happy with the media as far as celebrities go. But you have to deal with it. The way you deal with it is what makes you you. And punk, to me, is just making the situation worse. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm going to read something to you. I've read it before. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it again every time Punk does stuff like this. Some of you need to stop listening to criticism from people that you would not ask advice from. Phil Brooks pinned tweets on his Twitter profile. Still there? Still there. Now, I challenge anyone, anyone to tell me how this is not, this is how this is punk not taking his own advice. You have to ignore Alvarez gets more powerful every time Punk decides to sit down and open up Instagram. You know what makes Alvarez less powerful? When people like CM Punk ignore him and pretend he doesn't exist. When you give him the reactions that he's looking for, when you come out and do shit like this, when you make posts like this, you are making Brian Alvarez more powerful. Why? Because everything that CM Punk does causes a headline. Everything that he does, everywhere he goes, if he goes to an impact taping, if he goes to an indie show in a mask, if he walks his dog, if he shows up on a movie set, whatever he does, it's a headline. If he tweets about Brian Alvarez, that's also a headline. So now, instead of Brian Alvarez not being on my morning news headline, 
Alvarez is going to be front and center on my morning news headline. Why? Because Punk can't learn to stop listening to criticism from people that you would not ask advice from. You cannot silence the media. Any celebrity on the planet will tell you that. They don't like the media. No one likes the media who the media reports on. You can't silence them and you can't, you can't control what they say. All you can do is ignore them or give them information. As a celebrity, that's all you can do. That's just all you can do, bro. You cannot get rid of them. You cannot make them say what you want them to say. You can't make them shut up. So you got to ignore them, bro. You're a celebrity. You have to ignore them. You, you, you are 100% correct. Brian Alvarez did not come off as media in that clip. Now, I didn't listen to the whole show, and I do not want to take Brian Alvarez out of context uh, because I actually enjoy listening to him. I think he's got a, a good mind for what he really does over there on The Observer. Um, you know, he didn't really come off as a journalist there. He came off more as a troll, to be honest with you. I mean, he, he, he said that CM Punk gets angry about a lot of things. Like, you didn't really divulge on what CM Punk gets angry about. You can't really... You can't really claim Punk gets angry about a lot of things and then reference something back that happened in fucking 2011, 2012. I mean, give me a break. Punk has been radio silent outside of one Instagram post before today in regards to the brawlout situation. He's done his own thing. He's made wisecracks about it. He's joked about it. Um, he's, he's Instagrammed him working out on the fucking treadmill with Samoa Joe's old Ring of Honor theme. Like, like I don't know why Brian Alvarez would put it out there that this deal with CM Punk and AEW has fallen through and it's not out of the realm of possibility that that, 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 that happened. I mean, I don't think this is, I, there's a zero chance that that happened. I don't think AEW, Warner, or Tony Khan would allow that to happen. So you're already, you're already playing with fire just by saying that. So why would he go out there and just kind of poke the bear when he knows that CM Punk is fucking ready and willing to explode at any, at any given moment? Like, I don't understand that. And if, like you said, CM Punk should ignore it but, I mean, it's difficult to do in the age of social media, bro. I mean, guys like CM Punk, and I, and I understand this very well, he wears his heart on his sleeve, man. The first inkling of hatred you see, you want to fucking attack that. But the thousands of fucking tweets that I get that are positive, I ignore that shit. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's just the, the shitty part of social media. If, if we want to take what Alvarez said, just that particular line at face value, and he says Punk gets angry at a lot of things. That's not the absolute most off the wall no. opinion one could have about punk. I no. mean, that's fairly accurate, you know. I mean, it is, but nonetheless, it's his, it's his opinion. Brian Alvarez gets paid by fans, fans like all of us here, to give his opinion and his thoughts and his and his commentary on things, and people can buy it or they cannot buy it. They can call him stupid. They can call him a, a genius, but what they need to understand is that this guy is just giving his opinion or reporting a story or whatever the fact may be. Now, is it hundred percent true? It, it rarely is, you know, but it doesn't mean it's way off, but that's besides the point, whether it's true, false or whatever, let him do him. You know, I mean, the more you give him uh, the acknowledgement that he, that he so desperately wants, the stronger he gets and, and the worse it gets, you know, um, when, when, when Naomi and Sasha quit and they left WWE, they went radio silent. 
there were all kinds of rumors that what they were going to do. You know, Trinity's going to be at the Rumble. You know, Sasha's in negotiations with uh, with such and such to do a return. We heard them all. We heard them all. Did you see Mercedes and Trinity on social media saying, Alvarez is wrong. I'm not doing this shit. He needs to mind his own business. They just let those rumors fly. They just continued to do what they intended to do. And then they showed up and spoke when they were ready. And they didn't go out and blast the media for getting reports wrong. How many reports were wrong about these women and what they were going to do? Oh, my God, man. You know you you, you know uh, how, how wrong that shit was, dude. Plenty. And, 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 yeah, and, and Mercedes is the best example because she yeah. said absolutely nothing. Naomi okay. Trinity said absolutely nothing until she was actually on Busted Open and revealed, you know, who walked out first yeah. and, and, and who, you know, she walked out on and, and how she felt and all this shit. Meanwhile... There were reports after reports after reports about, oh, oh my God, Sasha walked out. And how, what a terrible friend Mercedes was to Trinity. I'm like, holy shit. That's not I mean, what happened. Jeez, dude. Dean Ambrose left WWE. All the speculation started. Oh, Dean is going to take a break and come back. He's going to AEW. He's going to hit the indies. He's going to do all these stories and reports came out. And then all of a sudden he get a vignette and then Mox shows up. Then he, you know, did a podcast with his wife or whatever. And it's like, I, I don't know all this shit coming from. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Dude, you want to take a page out of something? Try that. Punk needs to stop acknowledging people who may be putting out false reports. He makes them more powerful. Just ignore them, bruh. And do you. And then when you do you, those reports will look fucking stupid. All right? Let your actions call out his stupidity. Not your goddamn Instagram account. It's it's almost as if Brian's co-host there, Mike, uh, whatever his name is, uh, he he brought up a good point. He's like, this is ridiculous. I mean, you know, just let the fucking thing play out. They, they, they're they going to announce United Center, and then they're going to wait and delay it and, and announce Punk. I mean, they, they don't want to bust their load in fucking one week. So he went on and on and on about these other things, and the, the whole, the, it's just right there. You're not so, he said, he made a great point. You're not supposed to know. You're not yeah. supposed to know, but in the age of social media, everybody knows. Yeah. So if it's if it's out there, like you said, ignore it. Who gives a shit? Show up on the 17th and, and do, do your thing. Yeah. Period, dude. Punk is making Punk is making this situation worse, trying to paint himself to be a martyr. Punk can act like he does not like being in the center of all these headlines, but his actions prove otherwise. His actions prove I don't, for a second, I don't believe Phil Brooks is not an extremely intelligent man. So everything that I just said over the last five, ten minutes, Punk knows. He knows that he, if, he's just, if he's just quiet and let this shit fizzle out and ignore it, it will go away. Then his actions will, will, will hinder their credibility. He doesn't want that. He wants the drama and the headlines that we're getting. He's not stupid. He knows if he ignores it, it'll stop. But he knows if he answers it, it'll make it a lot more dramatic and interesting and shit will be talked about. Because you know what? Some of you need to stop listening to criticism from people that you wouldn't take advice from. Yeah, apparently there, there was a, an email from 2009-2010. CM Punk took to Instagram to write to Brian Alvarez or write about Brian Alvarez. David Bixenspan included the IG stories in his Twitter account or on his Twitter page 
Uh, one of the screenshots is an email that Bix says was sent around 2009, 2010. So apparently Punk had been hanging on to this email, bro, for over for over a decade and, and, and chose today to unleash it. I mean, holy shit, man. If, bro, you're hanging on to fucking emails from 2009 as, as receipts? Holy shit. That's a that's a strong-willed individual there, man. Holy, imagine what what else he's got. I, I, I save old emails as well. And if you just star them, then they won't roll off and delete. So if you just search for them, you can find them. Punk then followed up with a video on his IG stories about fans who take sides with people who they do not know. It was reported earlier in the day by Mike Johnson, the PW Insider, that Punk took issue with AEW not bringing back a steal, and that's the reason why Punk was not included in today's AEW collision announcement. I mean, that's just, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Punk is not going to jeopardize his fucking money and his and his standing in the company to bring back a steal. Give me a fucking break with this shit. So all of this has to do with a fucking email from 2009-2010. Bro, it's 2023. You're about to be brought back and be given a second chance on the second biggest stage in the wrestling industry. Cut the shit out, man. I mean, really. Let me fucking break with this shit, man. Pettiness. It's like it's like these wrestlers are children, man. Holy shit. Extremely, man. You know, I saw um, some of... I, I actually did not see everything that Punk released. I was literally looking it up when we, uh, we contacted each other. But, you know, just taking a glance at it, dude, it's, it just seems just so ridiculously hypocritical of punk in the way he's going about these things. You know, he wants a fresh start. He wants to do this the right way. He wants a second chance, but now I'm going to go off on the media. What are we doing here? Yeah. It's only going to give it. It's only going to give off the vibe of him coming in and doing the same shit all over again. If he's yes, acting he's this gonna, way before he gets there, people yeah, are going to anticipate gonna do him doing it again. Exactly. Which is my whole fear. I wanted punk to come back and just say, all right, all right, look, 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 look. Shit got off to a bad start, got off on the wrong foot, working with all these new guys, you know, different era in wrestling. I got it. I'm chilled out. Let's try this again. And before he steps a foot back in the door, he's right back at the same antics that got him in the position that he's in right now. Maybe we're all being work, bro. Maybe maybe, maybe Alvarez is in on the work. I have, no, I have no fucking clue, man. Maybe. That's always, that's always the go-to for wrestling yes. fans. Man. Yes. Yeah, you're, be, you're, you're, be, you're being work, pal. Always. That is always the go-to for things that we don't understand. It could just... I don't... Look, man. I've heard many of different opinions about Punk and his real-life demeanor, and I try to just focus on what I see him doing, and from what I can see, he... I mean... I don't I don't like throwing labels out there, but simple enough, Punk just needs to chill and stop paying attention to what the dirt sheets are saying. Very, very simple. He's high enough on the wrestling totem pole where he should not be out there acknowledging all these rumors. Do you see Roman Reigns doing that? You know who needs to be doing that? Wrestlers who are on the lower end of the totem pole and they can use that kind of bonus exposure. Hey, I'm a mid-carder or lower, and Alvarez has sold this lie about me. I'll make it public, make it a big ordeal. I'm being spoken about. Punk doesn't need that bullshit. If Punk takes a piss outside in the alley on State Street, it'll be fucking front headline news tomorrow morning. He doesn't need this exposure, so why is he doing it? 
I don't know, man. Yeah, again, you made a good point. You don't see Cody doing this. You don't see Roman doing this. You don't no. see anybody at that level doing this. It's, it's not. It's uh, maybe he, maybe this is all part of his character too. I was thinking maybe he's coming back as an anti-authority fucking AEW heel. I don't know. I don't he know. was doing the shit before he left. This is just petty. It's, it's literally <laughs> it's, it's petty punk. It's petty punk. For all the wrong that Alvarez may have said and everything that he did, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to defend Alvarez. Because, I mean, he's a media personality. He he literally gets paid by the click, bro. He gets paid by the click, just like you, just like me. How he goes about getting those clicks is on him. So it can make him dirty in that right. But at the end of the day, he's a media personality, bro. Ignore him. He has to talk shit to make his money. Punk has to wrestle to make his money. Everyone just do the job. It's going to be really interesting when Punk is at the next media scrum and Alvarez is sitting in the front row. That's where the that's where the interesting yeah. part's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean that this is this. Listen, all the CM Punk news it, it, it is inconsequential. I mean, this shit. He's not going anywhere. He's not leaving. He's not no. uh, dumping the deal. The deal didn't fall through the cracks. He will be a, uh, announced. And they didn't announce the United Center tonight. Clearly, they still got some time. We're about a month away. So four weeks till the debut of of Collision. Why do you want to unleash all this shit when you can just drag it out and anticipate and let the fans wait for this big announcement? So they're doing the right thing as far as marketing and PR is concerned. Next week, Tony Khan says we'll have an announcement as far as location. When the location's announced, and if it's the United Center, I think we can put the fucking puzzle together and figure out that CM Punk is going to be there. Because if doing Chicago, I don't know why Punk is not going to be there after all the fucking months and months and months that we've heard that. Oh, yeah, they're creating a new show for CM Punk. Why, why wouldn't he be there? Well, the then, is, then the whole Samoa Joe thing, he fucking tweeted about it. He Instagrammed uh, him working out to Joe's theme. Come on, man. The, the seeds are there. They were planted already. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if 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 TK's coming to Chicago for a random show and not like a big name pay-per-view, I mean, he's going to go out to the suburbs. He's going to go to Hoffman Estates, you know, or, you know, he'll go somewhere else. He will not try to book the United Center for just a random show. He wouldn't. Unless he had something huge up his sleeve, so if he has the United Center booked, if that's if it's if it's an in fact booked, then yes, Punk is gonna be there, and we know Punk is gonna be there, so we would sell it out. Yeah, yeah, that's more than likely the case here. Yeah. Now the media deal that uh, AEW supposedly was going to get from Warner Brothers Discovery, the one point five billion dollar deal that everybody was running with in the news, I didn't think it was ever gonna be close to that. I said maybe seven fifty eight hundred million, maybe, maybe. Some people were going half that, but there was no media rights renewal announcement today. I, obviously, everybody from, from Meltzer to Fightful to all these people picked up this story. PWInsider.com is told by a source at Warner Brothers Discovery that there was never, ever a plan for either side to announce a new deal between AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery. There had been rampant speculation online about a new deal between the two sides being worth $1.5 billion but beyond that speculation, there had never been any inkling from either AEW or Warner Brothers Discovery that a new rights agreement had been locked in, much less was going to be officially announced today. Once again, this is just like the Saudi Arabia thing with the WWE, them buying WWE. <laughs> another story with no basis, fucking people citing it as, an exclu- as exclusive. Their careers are ruined now. Yep. And fans ran with that. And it was a fucking complete shit show on social media, man. I, I, I remember I was in Atlantic City, 
And I was at the bar while all this was going on, man. People were legitimately going live based off fucking rumor from these no-name journalists and analysts. I'm like, what are you doing? Nobody knows anything yet. So we're told that there is no announcement expected today or in the future on that front just yet for AEW's new TV rights renewal. Now, I do think that there will be a renewal. It's not going to be for $1.5 billion, and collision right now is more important. Uh, they'll probably save this for the fall. I, I, I would assume they save this for after All In. That's my guess. I can, I can yeah. see that. I, I can see that. I mean, it, it makes sense. As long as collision gets off. Look, the important thing here is that we're getting live wrestling every Saturday, right? Yeah. As long as we're getting live wrestling every Saturday from AEW, nothing to complain about. No. I mean, how, how many things you want to announce at the same fucking time? We got Double or Nothing coming up. We got Forbidden Door coming up. The rumor about the video game being announced that weekend for Forbidden Door is out there now, leaked. It's already being fucking pre-downloaded on Xbox consoles. So the achievements were unlocked as well. Um, shit's being leaked with that. Then we got then we got All In. Then we got All Out. Then we got Grand Slam. I mean, how much you want announced at one fucking given time? They got to save something. Give me a break. Everybody, everybody wants now, 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 now. I need it now. I need more news now. I need more clicks now. Come on. There's plenty to fucking keep your mind at bay, man. Come on. Yeah, as long as, long as Collision is not pre-recorded. Which Fightful did say that there will be a random Collision taping on a Thursday. Sean Ross Sapp actually tweeted that out tonight that AEW did confirm to him that collision tapings will occur on Thursdays when necessary, meaning that the show will be taped. Now, the how many, reason how many, how many taped dynamites have we hit? None. Okay. Right. But dynamite's not going up against UFC, MLB, NBA, college football, uh, UFC on ESPN, WWPLEs. There's a lot of competition on Saturday night, bro. So. You know, during those WWE PLEs, I don't think that they're going live and I don't think that they're loading up those shows, bro, because that's a that's a hefty fucking opponent to go face to face with. WWE. And look, stop calling them PLEs. I hate when you and all these fucktards call it PLEs because WWE said so. It's a fucking pay-per-view. Call it that. It, 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 it's a PLE, bro. Oh, my God. We got to w- use the Nick Khan isms, bro. Come on now. Get with the program. WWE, dude, what do they have? Fucking three or four pay-per-views a month? I mean, they they used to run, you know, some Saturdays, some Sundays. I don't think they'll ever run another fucking Sunday pay-per-view again now. They'll all be on Saturday, bro. WWE's running pay-per-view from uh, now on on Saturday, absolutely. Every, every time. I mean, they're already talking about Australia for uh, Labor Day weekend. I mean, give me a break, man. That ain't, that ain't on purpose? Yeah. Every Saturday, bruh. Every Saturday they can think of. Every Stop running day. national holidays, assholes! <laughs> Saturdays. Fuck Sundays. Never another Sunday from WWE. I'd love bro. to go to Double or Nothing in Vegas, man, if it's not on fucking Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm down 4,000 before I even get on the fucking plane. <laughs> Holy shit. And by the way, Nick Khan had a meeting with the WWE talent today. <laughs> Bullshit. Fuck out of here. Don't believe a word out of this guy's mouth, man. He's a fucking con artist, legitimately. Anyway, that's all the news on CM Punk, guys. You you, you, you wanted it, you got it. I'm sure we'll be discussing more as uh, the week goes on. But Punk, 
He will be AEW bound. Collision officially announced. One step at a time, please. Don't uh, don't bust your nut uh, all in one shot, please. Thank you. Anyway, we're going to get into the Dynamite coverage tonight. Uh, I want to make sure you guys are in the know, man. Make sure you go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it, man. I got videos in the pipeline coming tomorrow and on Friday. I will not be live for SmackDown on Friday. I will be at the NYC Arena in Queens, New York. House of Glory will be returning to Fight TV. Beware the Fury. Matt Cardona versus Jacob Fatu for the HOG World title. I will be on commentary with the Sala Monster. And it's going to be nice to be back on Fight. So I will be live on Saturday afternoon at noon to cover SmackDown. Just so you guys are wondering if there's no SmackDown, I'll be on Saturday afternoon. And an update on the limited edition, limited exclusive, timed exclusive shirt that we got, man. The Legend of JD from NY. Uh, You guys are right now going crazy with that. We got 40 shirts left. So if you guys want to get in on this, I believe the cutoff I was told today is going to be Friday. So if you guys want to get your shirt, you're going to have until Friday to get it. And I'd love to sell out the rest of the, the stock. Before Friday. So make sure you guys go check that out and get your shirt. So make sure you guys go check that out. I would really appreciate it. Uh, go check out Jesse on social media at Chi-Town Smart on Twitter. I'm JD from NY206 on Twitter. Uh, also, me and my guy Andrew Baydala, we will be live on Tuesday, I believe, if my guy Salrex can finish the artwork and get those layouts done. We have a brand new show coming on Tuesdays called Tuesday Night Titans. TNT for sure. We'll be discussing pro wrestling, and it's going to be a very adult-like, topical conversation show. So if you guys want some more pro wrestling on your Tuesday nights, when you're not getting it from NXT, you guys know where to be, man. Tuesday nights right here on Off The Script. You said adult-like? Yes. Is, is Drew going to use harsh language like 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 doohickey or or Malarkey. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. He's gonna be over. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Drew. Uh, Drew will drop an f bomb here and there if it's really uh, necessary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not like me where it's every other fucking word. There you go. Um, I'm there. I gotta see this one. Uh, anyway, that's Tuesday. So make sure you guys uh, tune into that. And please hit that thumbs up. I would really appreciate it. Let's try for a thousand likes on today's AW Dynamite post. Super chats are open. Get them on in. And memberships, we are always open, man. The VIP club is always open. Get those memberships in if you want to be a part of this fine, fine community. Jesse, while I get my link for the T-shirt so I can post it for the fine people in the chat, why don't you uh, go over what you got going on on your side of things? Guys, as you all know, I am diving into the impact zone, man. I am going to see... If I can find what I've been looking for on Dark and ROH, which is just storyline I can sink my teeth into. So I'm covering Impact every week. I have something else in the works. I have another show in the works for Impact. Um, Follow me on my channel and on my Twitter page, and I will unveil that extremely soon. I'm kind of happy about this new project because it's going to help me... um, get into the impact storylines a little bit more so keep in touch and i will do the same there you go 
There you go. Go follow Jesse on social and go check out uh, the channel as well. He's got some good stuff going on over there. Dynamite, speaking of good stuff, man. We had uh, a lot of good stuff tonight on AEW Dynamite as the double or nothing build continues. And we start tonight's festivities off with the one and only TNT champion, Wardlow. Bro, you made mention of it. I know I was thinking the same thing tonight when I seen Wardlow come out. What the fuck was he wearing, bro? I legitimately thought he was out of shape with the way the, the, the clothes were fitting him, bro. I mean, holy shit. Who dresses him? It looked like he stole Stokely Hathaway's <laughs> outfit. <laughs> Looks like he ra- it looked like he raided fucking uh, Urkel's closet, bro. What the fuck was he wearing? It looked like he bought everything three sizes too small man that was not a good look for Wardlow man I'll tell you that right now man bro what what are you doing man come on but can we get pants that fit this guy seriously bro and then he's wearing the loafers with no socks man I can't stand that Uh, oh my goodness anyway Wardlow's out there and he's got the TNT title with him and he said he didn't even want to stay in the ring with Christian last week. Excalibur said Christian claims he'd say those words straight to his face. Chan- uh, fans chanted, Wardlow, Wardlow. And Wardlow said Christian made promises last week that he wants to see him live up to. He told him to put on his tiny little jacket and come to the ring and spit in my face. He's one to talk about. T- tiny little jacket, man. <laughs> Yeah, the Reminds me of uh, Tommy Boy, man. Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> he had the nerve talking about <laughs> someone else wearing small clothes on this night. <laughs> on oh, this night. man. Christian walked out with Luchasaurus. Obviously, this is a two-on-one situation. Christian stood face-to-face with Warlow in the ring and trash-talked him away from the microphone. Says he doesn't have what it takes to stay champion. So he wound up to spit in his face, but Warlow grabbed him by the throat, blocked it, and Luchasaurus then started brawling with Wardlow. Wardlow and Luchasaurus went back and forth. Wardlow turned to Christian to set up a powerbomb, but Wardlow uh, was uh, taken out. Christian gave Wardlow a low blow from behind because Luchasaurus was there stopping the powerbomb. Luchasaurus then chokeslammed Wardlow onto a ladder that was leaning in the corner. Christian then gave Wardlow a kill switch onto the ladder. So we got ladders involved here. And we got the TNT title. You put the two in a pot, you mix it up, bro. We got a ladder match uh, looming with Christian and Wardlow for the TNT championship at double or nothing. I can't say that uh, I'm not interested in that because a ladder match uh, for something like this is always interesting. And Christian is the master of ladder matches, so who knows what he's capable of. Wardlow, you know, he's not... uh, I, I don't think Wardlow's going to be afraid of using a ladder uh, at, at any height either. So it should be an entertaining match. And the one thing that you and I complained about, bro, is that there wasn't a, a, enough substance. It was just like week to week to week, and there was no real progression for anything. At least there's some sort of progression here with Wardlow and Christian Cage, where it's leading to a match, a stipulation. It's been weeks of build, and I can't really say I, I mind it, bro. I think it's great. It is, and I'll, 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 I'll give him this much. It's better than Wardlow coming out and facing another, you know, random jobber. Yeah. You know, he can't, I mean, I, and rather than coming out, facing the jobber, and then grabbing the mic and start talking, no, 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 no. 
He came out in street clothes, sorta, and <laughs> and he called out Christian Cage. That's a better approach than throwing them more jobbers. We don't need to see enhancement talent for a champion right about now. No, and it's always great when you got a great heater in Christian Cage to work off of, too, because he's going to get the crowd riled up, and that, by default, is going to really kind of rub on Wardlow, and it's going to make Wardlow look good. Because he got, I mean, God forbid he needs some fucking babyface uh, heat from the crowd, and he's got Christian to feed off of, which is a, a great thing. He, you know, he's been... He's been given this this great Christian Cage character to to work with. Hopefully, he makes the most of it. I hope so. Um, I hope so. We got the opening match: Christian uh, and Wardlow TNT title ladder match. That was the opening of the show. We go right into the opening tag team match. It was Orange Cassidy, who's the international champion, starting a dynamite off as usual, and Darby Allen. They teamed up against Lee Moriarty and Big Bill, who are no longer The Firm. They are just Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. The Firm has been deleted. Oh, you still got Big Bill, though. They still got Big Bill. This was actually a pretty decent open. Crowd was pretty hot for this. Um, Darby Allen, he's in that Fatal 4-Way Pillars match for the AW World title. Uh, I'll mention that in a second because we've seen all of the other Pillars on this show tonight, uh, some in matches. Uh, Sammy Guevara, not really in anything. I mean, I, I think he got the uh, the good end of the stick. The other two got the short end of the stick. But this was a uh, a decent open here, man. Crowd was into it, and Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen get a nice little victory here. It went about ten minutes, and speeding up towards the end of this thing because it was just no, it was just a regular tag team match. Nothing really crazy. Uh, Moriarty jumped in after a satellite DDT to Big Bill by Orange Cassidy. Uh, he applied his uh, Border City stretch. Cassidy escaped. Moriarty was set up in the corner. Allen and Cassidy hit a double superplex as they got to their feet. They were uh, knocked down by a Big Bill double clothesline. So then we got a stun dog millionaire into a code red by... Um, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen on Big Bill. Moriarty was planted with a beach break and then a coffin drop. And to send a message to MJF, Darby Allen applied a side headlock pinning combination on Lee Moriarty and got the pin off of the side headlock to play off of Darby and MJF's history there. So it was a pretty fun opening match. And I would not mind seeing the team of Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy again, but uh, they got some momentum going into double or nothing. And fun little opener. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. You know, the the match was great. You know, Moriarty is um very, very underrated. Um but no character. No character. And I'll just get ready to say, it. I mean, he, he just and I don't even want to say he doesn't have any charisma, because I, I I wouldn't say that. He has charisma, he just has no character right now. No. He needs some kind of gimmick. He needs he doesn't need to, he needs he doesn't need to be heavy in gimmick. You don't got to put him in the, you know, the fucking house of black, nothing like that. But just give him something more than what he's giving him right now. Same thing for Big Bill. My God, start by giving him a new name. Big William. I mean, something. I mean, man, be creative with it. But that tag team might have some legs to it, man. The tag division needs to be revamped. And I don't see anything wrong with um, Big Bill and Lee Moriarty entering the tag division on, on a serious level. 
I'm telling you, man, I still like the idea or, or the prospect of bringing in Enzo and putting him back with uh, Morrissey. I really do. Or Kaz XL or whatever the fuck you want to call him. I, I, I put I put that in the same scenario with Punk. Like, if we can get him back with only the great things that he would bring to the company, great. But if we start going off the rails into everything that brings the negativity on, then it's not worth it. You know? I mean, if we get Enzo and his best behavior, perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Good. That's Then I'm all for it. You know, but if he's not matured since his last time we've seen him in a major company, then no, forget it. But you're right. The tag team division needs to be revamped. Um, it could work out as a team. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'd like to see more of uh, Morrissey on television for sure. I think he's got a great look, and I think he could be a valuable ass- asset to AEW. Absolutely. Marvez, he approached the Young Bucks backstage in the parking garage for an update on Kenny Omega. Matt said physically he's beat up, but he'll be okay. He said mentally that's a whole nother issue. The Blackpool Combat Club then started to surround the Bucks like sharks, and they attacked. Claudio slammed Nick onto the hood of a Dodge Ram, and they beat up Matt. Mox stood on his head. Mox grabbed the camera and says, they are the only elite. In this business. This was great. I love shit like this happening out of nowhere. I I, I think it's great uh, fuel for the feud. Um, more of this, please. I think uh, I think this was a great segment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Blackpool Combat Club is doing what they want when they want. and Very that, Shield-esque. Yes, I mean, very much so. And that unpredictability, as we've seen with the Shield and, and their debut... That unpredictability is always a good thing. It's always a good thing. I mean, the 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 one thing that all wrestling fans hate is monotony. The same goddamn thing. Orange Cassidy opens the show for a title defense. It, we get tired of that. So if if we go through a show when we start saying shit like, oh, damn, didn't see that coming. It's a good thing. And BCC kind of brings that. So I like that. David Ortiz in the chat said, I heard Big Bill and Hangman had a fire match on AEW's house show this past weekend. Good. That's exactly what needs to happen. Get those reps in. Next time we see it on TV, we know that we're in for a banger match. Yes. Love it. Renee Paquette was backstage getting an update on Wardlow, who was getting iced by the trainer. Arn Anderson walked in. He took the ice pack from Wardlow, threw it against the wall. And said that he should have been out there. Warlow told Arn that he asked him to stay in the back specifically for this reason. Arn says he's been around long enough not to need protection. Arn says he's seen what they'll do. So now, what is he prepared to do? Warlow said he's prepared to beat him at his own game. He says he'll give him a title shot in a ladder match at double or nothing. Great. Should be fun. Bro, if you have a manager that you're scared to bring to the ring with you, it might be time to start thinking about a new manager. Well, well, maybe maybe Wardlow cares about the elderly, bro. I don't know. If you have a manager, <laughs> I mean, who's 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 really who's really going to? Uh, I mean, Arn's Glock is, is, a devast- Glock is a devastating move, bro. I don't know. I don't know why uh, he wouldn't want him out there. He's got a Glock. I mean, Wardlow's looking like he's act, he's acting like Macho Man trying to protect Miss Elizabeth. Oh, you stay in the back. I'll stay in the back. Keeps her locked up in the locker room. Iron is a grown man. What a Glock. I don't know. He wasn't out there. He'll be out there for the ladder match, though. I'll tell you that. 
Orange Cassidy was backstage. He was interviewed by Renee Paquette. She asked about being attacked by Kyle Fletcher. I, I guess this happened on Rampage. He says, there are a lot of people who want a title shot at his international title. So anyone interested should go ask Tony Khan for a title match at Double or Nothing. Open challenge for the international title. I think he could do whatever he wants with the title, man. I think it's been a pretty uh, pretty successful run for uh, for OC here. I legitimately confused this title with the TNT title earlier. But it seems like they're, they're, they are laying down the groundwork for Orange to drop that title. He's run down. He's defended it night in and night out through these long, drug-out matches. He's taking the beating. His body is sore. I think they're laying the groundwork for him to uh, go ahead and drop that title, though. To who? I don't know. No. I don't know. I said this last week. I think they're pretty much getting you primed and ready for uh, him taking the title to as high as he can. He's defended it with honor, and his body's eventually going to break, man. You've seen it in his matches. He's been not off, but there's been little inklings of like, oh, man, Orange Cassidy almost lost that. Oh, it was a close two count, three count. You know, so they, they, they have been definitely planting seeds about potentially him dropping that title, but... Uh, it needs to go to somebody that actually makes sense and yeah. somebody that's deserving and that's going to keep up the same type of momentum and consistency with Orange Cassidy and what he's doing with it now. I, I don't want to see it defended on open challenges every fucking week, no. but I'd like to see it revolve around some sort of story. So I I can see him, I can see Orange dropping that title to um, a massive heel that is going to literally just, just, just pummel him. He's just going to beat this shit out of him, and then I can see Orange taking some time off from this run that he just went, just went through. Now, the report from Fightful said that title holders are excluded from this potential brand split that's happening, this hard brand split. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think, I, I think titles should be brand exclusive. I, I think the TNT title should be on TNT. I think the TBS title should be on TBS. Being that these two shows are on different networks and they're the A and B show for the company, I think the TNT title needs to be on, on uh, Collision. I think the international title should go to Dynamite. I think Jade Cargill with the TBS title should go to Dynamite. And, you know, like we said last week, Jesse, the tag team titles or, or the trios titles, whichever show you want to put them on, put them on, you know, either AEW, Dynamite, or Collision. I, I think there should be brand-exclusive titles. I think it makes the brand split that much more meaningful. Yeah, I think for booking reasons, they're going to keep it that way. I mean, it, it creatively, it's easier when you're not pigeonheeled like that. So that's why they're doing it. Yeah, but it also gives talent on on both of those shows to actually shine. Oh, I know. And I feel it, it would it would feel a little bit more, uh, I would say, confined as well as a, a booking scenario. Like you should, t- it, I think it would be easier if you got one title to worry about, secondary title to worry about on a show with a roster that you know is going to be dedicated to that show. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. But the problem the problem that creatively they would come into is after a while, your champions have beat everyone. Well, on, well you, 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 you got to write stories and well, not and yeah. not blow through matches every week. Wow. Yeah. After a while, they will have gone through everyone. So it'll be easy for the first half year or so. But after a while, they'll be looking around like we're repeating shit and we got a fresh matchup over here on the other brand. So I think that's why they're doing it. It's just it's, it's easier to keep storylines fresh that way. I get I, I know. Uh, Tony Khan uh, is a little. uh a little trigger happy with, uh, oh, I got to get this match on TV. Everybody, the fans are going to love it. Yep. Story, please. Some sort of story. We don't need S- fucking dream matches every week. Slow down. Sammy Guevara, he's in the ring. He went one-on-one against Optimus Prime. 
Is that, is that, is that, is that what his name was? Op- Optimus Prime? No. No. Am I close? No, not close, man. Megatron? Starscream? Oh, close. Soundwave? You're getting there. Who was this guy's the Exodus Prime? Exodus Prime. There you go. Oh, man. I know an Exodus. One of my favorite bands is Exodus from San Francisco, man. Thrash metal in the 80s. One of the big four. One of the big four, man, coming out of that little Bay Area see you with Metallica and Slayer and all them fucking guys. Um, Exodus Prime, bro. He lasted 30 seconds with Sammy Guevara. I went down to send a tweet and looked up. I missed the whole match. Not even, I'm not even exaggerating. Not, maybe, a, not kidding. Maybe Tony Khan should have called up Optimus Prime. Missed the whole match. I fail to understand why why Sammy Guevara needs needs an, a talent enhancement match. I think we're just starting to get away from the reason for these for these enhancement <laughs> matches. Why? Oh man! You know, it, <laughs> I don't get it, man. Autobots roll out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man, listen, man. One of my favorite cartoon as a child, man, was Transformers. You're going to pop me with the, the Autobots rollout. Oh, man. This guy, this Autobot got a TV spot, man. How many people? Listen, it's a cool name. It's a cool look- name, man. But he's, he looked like he was fucking uh, right out of uh, Jobber Academy, bro. I mean, what how, the how fuck? Many, how many people on the AEW roster would kill for a TV spot like this? Why are we giving it to enhancement talent? I don't know. I'd love to know. I Listen, no problem against Sammy had an easy night, man. Easy payday. He gets to go home to Tay. It's a good night for him, right? Uh, why did Sammy get Optimus Prime here and fucking poor Jungle Boy got Roosh? Yeah, Roosh. How is that fucking fair? What kind of shit is this? Holy shit. You wanna, Jungle you wanna Boy nearly me? fucking died tonight, and this guy got Optimus Prime in 30 seconds. Anyone. Just give me. Where's Lee Johnson? I don't know. Put Lee, put Lee Johnson in the ring with Sammy for fucking five to ten minutes. And where is Lee Johnson? That's a good question. Maybe we should ask Julia. I don't know. I'm not asking Julia shit. I don't know. Nope. Exodus Prime lasted 30 seconds. GTH. Goodbye. I wonder who Exodus Prime's favorite Transformer is. Maybe we should ask him. Uh, maybe we should get somebody uh, on that interview. Darby, get the shit beat out of him. Jungle Boy had to deal with Roosh. And here comes this fucking Sammy trying to play babyface in Texas. He gets a five-second jobber match, and now he wants to shake hands and smile. And what the fuck are we doing here? You, you, you guys are bringing back fucking Transformer days, man. Grimlock. <laughs> Me, Grimlock, here to save Autobots. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, man? Oh, man. Holy shit, man. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Why is my computer fucking activated? It's like my mouse goes dead and then all of a sudden. Ah, God. Anyway, uh, this next segment was uh, was uh, Jesse's favorite, man. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dodd. Oh, my goodness, man. Hey, you want to see the whole background? Check it out. Oh, who is that? Uh, who's that handsome guy? Why do I look so old, bro? <laughs> oh, that's so Why is man. there look so much it. gray in my beard, bro? <laughs> look at your camera. Give me a break. Well, I don't have that much gray in my beard. 
And we gotta we gotta fucking uh, get that artist to do a new rendition of that, man. Holy shit. Anyway, um, this was actually not bad, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna admit to you, you might uh, you might block me for this, but I didn't think this was a bad segment. I, I did not think this was a bad segment. Um, we got uh, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and, and, and yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. FTR came out to attack them. Dax, bro, shoved Satinum off the stage through a fucking plethora of tables down below, man. Those tables exploded when he went through them, uh, did Satinum. All of a sudden, we get in the ring, and they're all brawling in the ring around the outside of the ring, and then we get in the ring, bro. All of a sudden, Dax is about to uh, get involved with Jeff Jarrett, and Karen Jarrett. Makes her AEW debut, enters the ring, and gives Dax a low blow. And Cash a low blow. Jarrett at this point gave uh, Dax his stroke finish. Sat in him, recovered. He came back to the ringside area, got in the ring, and he double choke slammed FTR. And then they got guitars and smashed them both over FTR's head, man. So both Dax and Cash had signature guitars. Uh, given to them tonight, and they uh, they got blasted in the head with the guitars. Oh look, Oscar is on t- on my t- on my podcast. Oscar, how you doing, honey? Seriously, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, Oscar! Listen, what well, what happened to the cloud makeup? Is Vince McMahon really in charge? What happened there? Why are you re- <laughs> why are you why are you wrestling Bianca Belair at? Uh, at uh, Night of Champions again. I thought we'd just seen this at WrestleMania. What's going on there with the creative in the women's division, Oscar? Wow, that's all you got, man. What an interview, man. Holy shit. Ah, this, is, this is great, man. Oscar, when is your contract cup? Can we see you leave WWE in the near future? No. Oh, my God, man. More mist. What color mist are you going to have next, uh, next week, Oscar? Blue, green, red? What is it going to be? Orange? What, what is it going to be? <laughs> oh man look at that man oscar goodbye oscar i'll see you on monday night bro thank you for uh showing up on the podcast oh man look at that you never know who's gonna show up here, oscar man. hey oscar was here clucky right oscar. oh i got karen jarrett oh my god that was extremely interesting. Oscar was here during that segment. That's great. That's crazy, stuff. man. I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, you had that type of connection, man. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, well, you know, the Empress of Tomorrow showed up tonight, man. Wow! Look at that. Dunk it. Look at that. Is it time for the next segment? We're uh, we're getting up there, man. We're gonna be the next fightful. Look at this. We got interviews <laughs> lined up, man. We're shilling for interviews. <laughs> wow! Live. <laughs> Anyway, um, what, what did you think about this segment, bro? I mean, this uh, this added some heat to the tag team title match, a double or nothing, huh? Bro, should I call Oscar back in here, man? I don't know who else you got. You got um, maybe we get Ronda. You got Ronda Drowsy. No, that's it. That woman's yours. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe we get Becky. Want to get Becky on here? No, no, no hobbits. You don't want Becky? No. Why? No, no hobbits. More precious. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, we got we 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 got this uh, this tag team title match. I mean, FTR's not losing this thing at the pay per view. I mean, it's a nice no. little nice little angle here. Mark Briscoe's going to be the special guest referee. There'll probably be some shenanigans. Um, it wasn't bad. I thought this actually added some decent heat to the match. That right now, I don't really have any interest in. Decent heat. Decent Get to heat. The next segment. Man. Um, 
Guevara. I forgot to. I, we forgot to cover Guevara's uh, promo, bro. It wasn't really all that, uh, all that uh, new for Guevara, but he addressed Austin, Texas, where they were tonight. He says his baby face promo. Apparently, Austin didn't get the message that Sammy was a hometown guy. They were kind of like, hey. Uh, he, well, he said he remembers the good times, the bad times, and the drama driving up and down the Indy Circuit in Texas, and that brought me to where I am today. He acknowledged that he made his, that he's made a lot of mistakes. He said fans. I've watched him grow up in front of their eyes. Sometimes it takes a few wrong turns to find the right place. He said the right place is Las Vegas. On May 28th, when he can shut up the naysayers, he said he listens to what is in his heart, and his heart says he will be the AEW world champion at the end of Double or Nothing. It's a good promo. It's a good promo. Yeah. Babyface Sammy, I don't know if I can get behind that, man. I like heel Sammy. Yeah, like I said, he 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 is heel Sammy. It's like, it, for some... I think I got, I think I got what it is here. I mean, they're using this hometown thing in Texas to to help um push this narrative. But maybe they're trying to have Sammy lean baby face we can go back to full heel Sammy at the match and do some Sammy shit. Because this makes no sense. Like he wants to shake hands and just let's just dethrone and then MJF is mad. He's beating the shit out of Renee and all this other shit. So I think it's all another swerve here. Yeah, my, maybe. I mean, when he's a babyface and goes into the babyface mode, he, I feel like he's missing something. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't come off as genuine. When he's a heel, it comes off as genuine because that's yeah. that's what I just think he does better. He projects yeah. the heel character better. I don't know. He didn't come out with Tay. God knows that's massive heat right there. Yeah. You know, he's trying to he's trying to lean babyface just so we can pull off a plan with 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 MJF. So we'll see. Uh, as far as Karen Jarrett, I don't know if she's going to be brought in full time to be with Jeff Jarrett. I hope not because uh, it, it's, ju- it's it's just more it, it's more TNA than I really care to uh, care to uh, see on my television on Wednesday night. You know, right, we, won't we won't talk about it. We won't talk about it no more. More Jarretts. We want less Jarrett, and they give us more. Jarrett. I will say, I will say this. Uh, have uh, any uh, fucking kids that are wrestling? I, I will chain. say this, man. The mashup of Jarrett and Jay Lethal's theme, man. I, I actually, I actually like it, but I think it's a banger. Shout out to Mikey Ruckus. Yes. Speaking of themes, the Outcasts. I, I, for some reason, man, I think their entrance is great, man. I love the new change in theme music that they've been coming out to, man. That uh, the, the nice little theme they got. I think it's a very good theme for them. I honestly didn't even hear it. I didn't even um, pay attention to it. Yeah, they've, been, they've had this theme for a few weeks now, but uh, oh. I, I, I've wanted to uh, just point that out. I, I really enjoy their theme. I think it's a good theme. Um, Darby was backstage before the Outcast wrestled. He said he got his win earlier, and it was a message for MJF. Sammy walked in and says that they have a history, but he respects him. He said Darby told him if he's ever going to become a world champion, he needs to stop being a follower. Said a double or nothing, he won't lay down for MJF, and he won't make it easy for any of his opponents. He said one of them has to take the title from MJF. Darby then said, nay, the best man win. Paint by the number stuff. You know, I don't know. There's not really much they can do, man. We got, uh, what, a week till the pay-per-view? Ten days. Ten days. The Outcasts, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho with Soraya. Against Hikaru Shida and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. This match was sponsored by Tony Brown, man. Hi, Britt. How you doing? Honey? Hi, Brittany. Good week. Good week this week. T-shirt sales are up. I see. That's great. That's great. Good. Adam Cole was on the show tonight. Always great to see Adam Cole, man. He was doing some gardening with Chris Jericho tonight. Awesome. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, we're assholes. Listen, man. 
entertaining show. That's what we do here. Yeah, man. It's all good. Um, this was not bad, man. There was actually some there was actually some heat to this match with the crowd. The crowd was into this. No, this was it's actually a really good match. Yeah. I don't know why. It's I'm, always I'm, the tag team matches with the ladies, yeah. man. They're always they're always very good. Yeah, I'm just I'm just so over everything these these women are doing because they're doing it to each other week in and week out. This week they just added in Sheeta. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kinda I'm kinda concerned for our champion, man. Is Jamie all right? Is she actually hurt? Well, she got announced for the pay-per-view, so I'm sure she is. Oh, I hope so, man. Yeah, they announced her and Tony Stone for the for the title. All right. Which I don't really mind. No, no. I mean more of the same. I mean that these 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 same circle of women have been facing each other like there's just nothing else to do. In well, some variation really, or another, we're getting the outcast versus Jamie and Britt Baker. I, I don't I don't know where we're going. I mean, where are we going with this? What is the end goal here? What like what is the end result? Are the outcasts gonna win the title? Is that what it's all about? There's no one in the outcast over enough to carry that title. I right thought now. they wanted to take over the division. You can't take over the division if you ain't the world champion, right? No. No. And why don't they focus on Jay? They only want to focus. I mean, what are we doing there? Who? They have, to, they have to get away from each other, man. I'm so tired of seeing these same circle of women feud each other over and over, and it's going nowhere. Jade. At oh, Cargill. Point, so- Cargill. You mean Jade Cargill. Okay. At this point, it'll be something different. It'll be something different, man. Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho, they've been attached by the hip for fucking what seems like years at this point. We're over it. Move on to do something else. Who else is there to feud with? I don't know. That's the fucking problem. That's the problem. <laughs> this was this was Sheeta's first match since December. What's it's it? May. Yeah she, yeah, she took some time off. So Jade's out, Jade's out there getting ready to throw out open challenges, and all they're, they're, there's like five of these women sitting there with no title. They don't even give a shit. Listen, man, I thought the match at the pay per view was going to be was going to be a six woman tag team match, and we got the one on one match announced for uh, the pay per view. So uh, this was actually uh, pretty decent of a tag team match. Storm and Soho uh, tried to get the one up on Sheeta here, who immediately then turned the tables and suplexed both ladies uh, into the corner. Storm was sent to the outside. Sheeta connected with a missile dropkick. Inzuguri by uh, Sheeta on Storm led to a tag to Britt Baker. She took it to Storm with a big ripcord elbow. Soraya, causing some havoc on the outside, tripped up Britt, which allowed Storm to hit a charging hip attack to the floor somewhere Tony Brown was smiling. As Soraya got in some uh, cheap shots there behind the referee's back, Baker was then uh, being beaten down. They were getting some heel heat on DMD. And... She came back, hit a charging neckbreaker, doubled down. Sheeta and Soho made tags. They went at it. Sheeta won with some right hands and started giving out right hands to everybody, even clocked Soraya with one. Sheeta followed with a crossbody to the floor on all of the outcasts to the outside. And we got a big kick that sent Storm to the floor as Soho was planted with a falcon arrow by Sheeta. Sheeta hit a meteora off the top on Soho. Uh, it did not look pretty, but effective. Storm broke up the cover there. Baker stacked Storm and Soho, hit a big neckbreaker and a DDT combo for a near fall. Soho was then able to avoid a lockjaw into a no future. But as Storm made the tag, Britt connected with an air raid crash. 
Soraya then was trying to distract again this time. It allowed Tony to spray Britt in the eyes with the spray paint, and she went right for Storm Zero, and the outcasts steal a victory. So Storm and Soho get the victory, and Storm is getting the title match at the pay-per-view against Jamie Hayter for the AW Women's title, and they cited, Jesse, that Tony Storm has won four of her last five matches, and that's why she's getting the title match. All right. I mean, it's going to be a banger. I mean, the, the last time they wrestled was a banger. So, I mean, as long as the pay-per-view's yep. got consistency and quality to what's going on, bro, I don't really mind it. I mean, I would love to know where the fuck they're going with this storyline, but... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm are going to legitimately beat the shit out of each other. Um, these are two no-nonsense fucking women. They fucking hit hard, and they fucking they take bumps. So... I don't expect anything but a banger of a match, but it kind of falls into the same category of watching a match with no story behind it. Granted, yes, this story, this, this match has story behind it, but my God, is this story a revolving fucking door or what, man? I get, yeah, it, it is. I don't know where they're going with it. I really don't. Yeah. What's the end goal? If they lose this match, what's the end goal? Where, where do they go from here? Nowhere. Right back bunch, into bunch, the same feud again. Bunch of losers. Yeah, Get more spray paint. Renee was backstage with Orange Cassidy. And Renee said that there were 20 men who went to go knock on Tony Khan's office in regards to the open challenge for the international title. Cassidy said, whoa, that's a lot of people. So uh, let's make it 21. 21 man blackjack battle royal for the international title at double or nothing. Cassidy offered Renee a spot in the match and she turned him down. Renee does not want the international title. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So, uh, I don't know, man. The title's going to be on the line in the Battle Royal. Man, TK really doesn't want to beat Orange Cassidy one-on-one, man. He's got he's to drop the title in a Battle Royal with 20 other guys. If he doesn't, if, if, if Orange comes out of that a winner, which, I mean, it, look, that, that's fine. I can see it. He needs to lose very, very, very soon after it. I mean, because he just beat the shit. He's exhausted and can't take it anymore. He can't keep barreling through people. Oh, he can. He can't. He had to stop this. He had he to can. stop this. Dude. This is TK we're talking about, bro. He's his favorite uh, wrestler on the <laughs> roster. All right. Tony Khan, another backstage pre tape segment by TK. He said it was great to be back in Austin, Texas. Today's been one of the greatest days in AEW history. He said at the Warner Brother Discovery Upfronts, um, they announced the launch of AEW Collision. He plugged the July dates in Canada for Collision, followed by July 22nd in Newark, New Jersey. And he said it'll be a hot ticket all summer. He said next week he will announce when the premiere events or where the event uh, will take place, rather, where, where the premiere event will take place as it's rumored to be the United Center. Uh, the dates for Collision, June 24, obviously after the 17th, locations to be announced. June 24, Toronto. Uh, June 29th in Hamilton, Ontario. That's a Thursday taping, by the way. Saturday, July, Saturday July 8th in Regina. Vagina. No, that's not what they said. He said, he said Regina. Yes. He didn't say Vagina. Even though it sounded like he said vagina, but he said Regina. Fucking grew up. 
Saturday, July 22nd in, in, in Newark, New Jersey. Listen, man, I'm only repeating what he said, man. I don't know. And, and, and he took a, he took like a half a second and said, and like, he wanted, he knew he's fucked up. He knew he said, so I don't know why they didn't edit that out. Like, Tony, can you redo that again? It's Regina, right? Regina. It's probably Regina. It's Canadian, bro. Who knows? Who knows, man? It's Canadian. Hey. No disrespect to our Canadian. No, no, I may, I may be up there. I don't know. I don't want to disrespect my Canadian folk up there. Collision. We'll be live on Saturdays for Collision. Roderick Strong. He went one-on-one with Chris Jericho. This is a Falls Count Anywhere match. This was actually very good. This was uh, this was like a pay-per-view quality Falls Count Anywhere match. It's lived up to the billing for sure. They were all over the place. Roderick so, Strong is so good. He is. Got a great theme. Everybody loves the theme. And Strong attacked early with some chops. Jericho's chest was beat red from this. Charging forearms. Jericho uh, still had his jacket on, and Strong was just beating the shit out of him. So Jericho started a chop battle with Roddy. I, I don't know if that's smart, bro. You don't want to start a chop battle with uh, with Roderick Strong. Ask Brian, bro. Uh, he took um, Jericho down with a big slam. More chops back and forth. Strong uh, was then sent to the apron by Jericho. Strong... Uh, avoided a springboard uh, from Jericho uh, into a slam on the apron. Uh, we're back in the ring here. Strong nearly got the end of heartache immediately on Jericho, but Jericho counted into the walls of Jericho. Uh, he got a rope break, and uh, it's a false count anywhere match. I don't know if it was a fucking rope break in the match. There's no rules. But uh, they start going to the outside. They start brawling into the crowd, and Jericho goes ribbed first into the railing. And they start brawling into the crowd. Jericho slams Strong through a table. Both men fought into a stairwell, fighting into, like, the mezzanine section. And there was a sea of people in the concessions area. Strong was throwing some plastic fucking utensils at Jericho. He threw ice cream at Jericho's face. I didn't know what was all over his face. I I believe it was ice cream. It was in his hair. It was on his face. So... Mr. Softy, Shivani mentioned Mr. Softy, and um, it's all over Jericho's face and hair. Jericho dug into the trash can to clean his face, bro, with fucking papers in the trash can. That's how fucking disgusted it was. That's how disgusted he was about having a fucking Mr. Softy ice cream all over his face. Which, I don't know, man. It's kind of, it's you know, questionable there about reaching into a trash can to pull out some foreign fucking papers, man. Who knows? Strong is bleeding from the shoulder at this point, and then they went out of the arena, and, uh, you know, nobody was supposed to interfere in this match, so this was all set up, I'm assuming, by, uh, by Roddy. Adam Cole was waiting outside the arena where he appeared right behind Jericho, and they were fighting in front of the building, and there was this little pile of dirt with some bushes and whatnot, and that's where they brawled. Uh, Cole gave him the boom on the dirt pile in front of the building. Strong follow with a big jumping knee. Aubrey was out there to make the pin. One, two, three. And Roddy beats Chris Jericho with the assist from Bay Bay. There was even a part in this match where they brawled in a stairwell and they were brawling on like the little parishion on the staircase in the, uh, the, the, the fucking stairwell. Very good match. I, I thought this was quite entertaining. Yeah. Pay-per-view level by, by both of these guys. And the addition of Adam Cole sneaking up behind Jericho to get some sort of revenge here was a great touch. Yeah, I, I, I knew when they said it was a false count anywhere, you know, and everyone was banned from the arena. I knew it was going outside. Yeah. 
And I'm, I'm, I'm right away. Like I didn't know who was gonna show up outside because they're like everybody was banned, but I knew somebody was gonna. Be, that's why they were going out something. Like, here we go. Who's gonna show up? Who's gonna show up? Like Adam Cole. Here we go. All right. This match was fun though, man. Very fun. Very, very, very fun. We don't get matches like this all the time. So when we get them and they, they nail them like this, I enjoy it, man. Good times. Roosh. He went one-on-one with Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Now, Jack Perry got Roosh. Darby got a tag team match with Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. And Sammy Guevara got Optimus Prime. How is this fair? How is this fair tonight? Like, who, who, who chose these matches, man? Who, like... They randomly pick fucking opponents out of a hat. Yeah, you get Roosh. Give me a fucking break, man. Jungle Boy got his ass kicked tonight. <laughs> you fucking beat the shit. Holy man. shit, man. If there's one guy I do not want to be in the ring with, it's Roosh. The guy wrestles there. like he's out for fucking murder every time he's in the ring. He was in rare form tonight, man. You know, Jeez. you know, man, I'd love to see Roosh versus Gunther, man. Imagine them going at it. Holy shit. I think Roosh would fucking end up killing himself. No, I want to see Gunther versus Roddy Strong. That could be a good one, too. That's what I want to see. Have have they fought? Did they fight before? I don't know. I, I think there was a story way back when that Roddy requested to go over to NXT UK to wrestle uh, Walter at the time, and okay. they didn't allow it to happen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Probably for the best. Jesus Christ. I mean. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Roosh is the same way, man. Holy shit. This guy is fucking vicious. So he's out there. And Roosh shoved uh, Jungle Boy over the top rope seconds into the match, like chopping the shit out of him. The way he was throwing him into the barricade, bro, he had fistful of Jungle Boy's hair. And this, Roosh was legitimately, uh, it's like he had red in his eyes, man, throwing Jungle Boy into the barricade like he wanted to fucking throw him through it. He was very fucking stiff tonight. I noticed that too. Roosh was very stiff tonight. So Jose was holding up a sign that said, Roosh is greater than Jack Perry. We go to commercial break. We're back from break, and Jack Perry began to fight back after the beating that Roosh was giving him. Roosh stopped him with a jumping knee. Jungle Boy fired back with a drop kick. He got fired up, starting to make a babyface comeback. Jungle Boy headbutted Roosh on the top rope and then head-scissored him down. Jose grabbed Jungle Boy's boot. Roosh charged in. Jack Perry counted into a snare trap. Roosh crawled to the bottom rope and forced a rope break. So now they're on the ring apron. Roosh wiped his hand over Perry's blood. He started bleeding and then licked his hand and rubbed the blood on his chest. And you mean to tell me this guy's not a sick motherfucker? Holy shit. Roosh threw a charging jungle boy off the apron. Perry, bro, he tucked his head as he flipped. Barely made the fucking cut here, man. If this was a, a millisecond off, jungle boy's career would be over. Bro, I, th- I thought he was done. He grazed I- the side of his head as he landed on the floor, bro. I'm like, holy shit. Jungle Boy's career was saved by a fucking eyelash off this move. Oh, that was I had to stop and go back to check. I I I thought I thought his career was over. It that was that was the closest landing that could have ended Jungle Boy's career that he's ever Faced. I, dude, that was insane. I'm so happy he didn't he didn't land on his head right there. I I may have to go watch it back. I only watched it in real time. They didn't even show a replay of it. They just did a show a close up of Roosh and he was fucking like gloating to the crowd. Like, really, bro? You almost fucking killed the poor guy. Dude, the ref was in the ring when it happened. The ref got out there so goddamn fast. I thought he was doing a fucking tope. He just he just holy shit. Crazy. Yeah, man. Is he okay? 
So back in the ring, Roosh stood on Jungle Boy's chest and got a two count. Very nonchalant cover. Uh, Roosh beat up uh, Perry in the corner. Ref started to push back. Roosh shoved the ref. Did not get DQ'd, but he should have because he put his hands on the referee. Uh, Jack Perry rolled Roosh up for a one, two, three as Roosh was yelling at the referee. So he got a flash victory, bro, here after getting his ass beat for about eight minutes in this match. So... Like I said, man, Darby got a tag, Guevara got a jobber, and Jungle Boy almost got killed. How is that fair? Eh, TK, what are we doing here, bro? We uh, we, 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 we choosing straws? We picking straws? What are we doing? We playing rock, paper, scissors on who gets uh, what tonight? How is this fair? Yeah, Do you want Jungle weird. Boy in your main event at double or nothing is a better question. That was a little weird. If, if, if the point is to keep showcasing these pillars to make sure that they get built up nice and strong for MJF. I think it was a fail for Sammy tonight. What are we doing? Give him someone who can work and have Sammy go over. What are we doing here, man? After the match was over, Vance, Preston Vance, and Alex joined the beatdown on Jack Perry. So it was a three-on-one. And Shivani said this is uh, something that MJF probably got together and orchestrated. Darby ran out, made the save. Uh, Roosh wrapped a cable around his neck. Guevara then ran out, and he evened the odds. He kicked Roosh on the ramp and kicked Vance in the ring. Darby then gave uh, Jose, I call him Alex, Jose. I'm thinking Alex Abrahantes. Uh Jose with a scorpion death drop, which looked great. Darby and Guevara uh, double drop kicked to Vance out of the ring. Guevara and Darby froze in place, and they stared at each other. Then they looked over at Jungle Boy, and it is every man for themselves at double or nothing. So there you go. Good stuff. Should be a good match, man. Should be it, it should be a phenomenal match. It's gonna be a great match. I mean, it's not really like the 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 mega mega main event that you're expecting for one of their signature pay-per-views, but I mean, this is what we all ask for. We want people like this in the main event scene. We want AEW to continue building around their youth. Now you got it, and people are complaining. Like, does anybody expect this match to be bad? This is gonna be a great match. It's going to be fantastic, man. Um, none of the four pillars are big. It feels like a cruiserweight tournament, says Brad Smith. Well, maybe maybe you don't watch AEW, bro. Uh, guy's a piece of shit. I know him from my channel. There you go. Nobody cares what you say, Brad Smith. No. MJF. He has like, like 47,000 accounts, man. Does he? Issa has to block him every fucking stream. Trust me, man. Oh, he's one of those guys, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got no life. I'm going to create 18 accounts. I'm going to troll this YouTuber. <laughs> My God, this guy's so fucking stupid. He he got banned from my my chat. Then he went off to one of his other fucking clone accounts or whatever, and he came back into my account and said some shit about my fucking children, man. Really? Thought I was thought I was too stupid to know it was him. Oh, really? Well, Brad Smith, hold yeah. this L, bro. Yeah. Uh, Renee. She interviewed MJF. She asked him about his title defense at Double or Nothing, and she pointed out that the winner doesn't have to pin him to become champion. You know what he did then? He said nothing, and he knocked the microphone out of her hands. Whoa. He physically Whoa. got aggressive Whoa. with John Moxley's woman. Oh, I see his next fucking feud. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Max, what are we doing, bro? You don't touch Renee, bro. What are we doing, man? You don't fucking touch Renee. 
We need Max to calm Hobbit them sports. nerves, Max. Come into my mother's basement. We'll make you a couple old fashions, bro. You'll be good to go. Bruh, certain people are off limits, Max. Don't fuck with Renee, bruh. Switchblade, Jay White. He went one-on-one with Ricky Starks. Uh, I, I may be in the minority here because we had some great wrestling on this show. This was the best match of the entire night. I thought this was a very good match. Um, I can't argue with that, man. You want to say this was the best match of the night? That, yeah. is, that is not an absurd statement. Yeah, you know? I thought this was the best match of the night. Uh, this was realistically the main event because Don Callis got the last segment of the show. Jay White and Ricky Starks put on a banger of a match, and the ending sucked. I will say that. The ending was fucking complete garbage. So we got a disqualification here. Switchblade wins. They don't want to pin Switchblade yet, and he should not be pinned. No. So Ricky Starks took a steel chair to both Juice, who's rock hard, by the way. I'm not sure if you guys are aware that Juice is rock hard, Uh, and Switchblade Jay White. Um, all I will say with this banger on tonight's show and the way we got this match to end, I would love to see this again on the pay-per-view. Right. Let me ask you this. Why they booked this goddamn match? Tonight? I don't know. It should have happened at the pay-per-view. Why not? Why not give me Ricky Starks and Juice? Or did they? Did they, did they, did they, they did that already. Fight? They did that already. Yeah. So they did that already. Time to move on. No, they shouldn't have had this match tonight. Yeah. Why didn't they do this at the pay-per-view? They wanted to get two matches out of it. I don't know why that was, but I mean, I'm not com- I'm not really complaining, but I'm also complaining at the same time because this was a great match. White suckered Starks into, uh, you know, a chase early on. He was kind of healing it up on the outside, driving him into the edge of the ring. Starks fought back by sending White into the barricade. They get back into the ring, and White caught Starks with a hot shot and some chops. So back out to the floor again. Starks was able to battle back until White drove Starks face first into the apron. And then there were uh, some chants for both Jay White and Ricky Starks from this Austin crowd. And Starks is a Texas Texas native, if I'm not mistaken, right, Jesse? Yeah, I'll, I mean, this guy's been from New Orleans 364 days of the year. And today he's from Texas. Well, he moved from New Orleans during Katrina and he moved to Texas. Now he's a Texas boy. Maybe that's why Texas didn't give a shit. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. I thought you was. I was saying the same thing. I thought he was from New Orleans, and right away Shivani chimed in. Oh, he moved from New Orleans. Ah, okay, all right, gotcha. So he's the hometown guy in New Orleans and in Texas. I guess so. I guess so. So Starks were being beaten down. He started to fire out of a corner with a lariat, Manhattan drop, big charging knee, and a back elbow to Jay White. White charged right into a belly to belly suplex and a tornado DDT. Looked great. Uh, Starks then took too long to follow up on Jay White, which you cannot do. White leapt with a shoulder to the midsection. Big snap DDT. White then draped Starks over the top rope and followed with a huge urinage for a near fall. White was going for the Blade Runner. Starks elbowed free until White suplexed Starks over the top rope to the floor. Uh, That's where Juice wanted to get involved. Uh, Back inside, Starks almost got a flash roll up. Tried to hook the tights for a two. Follow with a snap neckbreaker. Starks hit a big slam. Nearly got a three. White floated over a Rochambeau. So we got another slam. Robinson tripped up Starks long enough for White to try for a Blade Runner. But Starks counted with a roll-up for two. White then gouged the eyes of Starks. 
And then uh, the referee saw this. He pushed him back into the corner. Robinson all of a sudden jumps in with a steel chair with the referee and Jay White in the ring. Starks took control of the chair. Uh, he smashed Robinson in the back with the sent, sent juice to the floor. And then he takes the chair and gets disqualified for absolutely no reason. Takes the chair and jams it into the stomach of Jay White and gets DQ'd. So Why? is this so is this Starks, you know, low key admitting that he can't beat this guy, so he just threw in the towel and got a DQ and then tried to stand strong. That's what it because looks like. Uh, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, because I mean, any real babyface would have been like, "I want to win this match," and then the heel would have been overwhelmed, and then the heel would have taken the chair and gotten himself disqualified. But what are we doing here? What happened to Sean Spears? Wasn't Sean Spears a part of this? He was supposed to be coming back too. I thought he did come back. He was the perfect 10 again. So where the fuck is he? I don't fucking know. Is he hurt? Nobody knows? Maybe we should ask the new creative coordinator. Oh, boy. Logic gaps, bro. What's going on? I'd love to see the match after the outcome that we got. I'd love to see it on pay-per-view, but I don't know, man. Maybe that's adding too much to the pay-per-view. I don't want to add too much. I don't want to be here for six hours on Saturday night. I mean... Maybe we do it on the pre-show. Maybe it's on the zero-hour pre-show. I don't know. That's true, too. So what happens with Collision on Saturday AEW pay-per-view? Does it become the zero-hour show? Uh, I don't know if AEW is going to be running Saturday pay-per-views. Never again? They're all Sundays from now on? Probably. Okay. I don't know. That can't be true. I don't know. Is it? Is all in a Saturday? All in is uh, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But what about All Out? I don't know. It's Labor Day weekend. Like a week. Well, well, I mean, that's going to be on Sunday too because WWE's having an international PLE on Saturday. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. And they're probably running some NXT show on a Saturday. They're going to double dip. (laughs) That'll show TK, pal! WWE will never run another Sunday show again. (laughs) No. Never. Ever. (laughs) We got Don Callis in the main event segment. Is he going to tell us why? I don't know, man. We're going to get a why, Cody? I mean, just like Brock, are we going to get a why here? Why did Don do what he did last week? Let's find out. He says it gives him no pleasure to introduce him, though, says Shivani. Callis walked out with security. He walked out with security flanking him on the ramp. Fans were booing him. Fans chanted, piece of shit, piece of shit. Shivani asked the most important question in all of wrestling. Why? Why, why, why? why? Callis said everybody wants to hear him talk about why he did what he did to Kenny Omega. He said instead of that, he wants to talk about Omega... And what Omega did to him. There's only one victim in this scenario, and it's not Kenny. He says, I am the victim. He touted Omega's achievements in New Japan and AEW. Without me, there is no Kenny Omega. Is that enough for a why, Jesse? Yeah. Kenny took him for granted, bro. He's the reason that Kenny is so goddamn big. It should be him. I, I think he needs to elaborate a little bit more. No, what else did he say? He said nothing. Kenny Omega came out. Oh, he got interrupted. He got interrupted by Kenny Omega. Security tried to block him. 
And Omega started punching away at these security guards. Now, he did. I thought he was going to do the same thing, Cody. I thought he was going to fucking Captain America, all these guys like Cody Rhodes did. He beat up like 67 security guards on that Monday Night Raw. Kenny Omega only punched two or three, which is fine. Which Much is fine. like the Jericho's IRL uh, incident, they say he said they sent security on him. I don't know where they get these security guards from, bro. It's like, uh, clown you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. So Omega did not beat up 87 security guards like Cody Rhodes. It was only three. He punched them. Blackpool Combat Club then jumped Omega on the ramp. Moxley gave him a paradigm shift on the ramp. Moxley then entered the ring and said, this is his final warning to stay down. They are the real elite. The Young Bucks then came out, and they were selling the attack from earlier in the parking lot. Nick brought out a trash can with him. And there were objects in the trash can that each one of them grabbed. Adam Page comes out and joins the elite. And the reaction Adam Page got was tremendous. Omega handed him a broom wrapped in barbed wire. Excalibur says they are former rivals and now once again partners. They charge to the ring with two by fours, trash can, trash can lids, pipe and a broom wrapped in barbed wire. And they went to battle with the Blackpool Combat Club. So they cleared the ring, and Hangman says, they are the heart and soul and spirit of this place. He was wearing an eye patch. He looked like fucking Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid, did, uh, did Adam Page. He yelled, we are the elites. The elite challenges the Blackpool Combat Club to anarchy in the arena at double or nothing. Not going to lie. I kind of get those tingles when I... Yeah, man. That, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be a sight to behold, man. Not only are we getting the the pay-per-view match, Anarchy in the Arena. That that that's gonna sell the pay-per-view for a lot of people. Then we're gonna get blood and guts, which is gonna be a completely different story. Yep. What I like about this, Jesse, is AEW went out of their comfort zone. Um, we got an explanation, we got a nice little ending brawl, we got a setup for a pay-per-view match, everything was great. They went outside their comfort zone, man. They didn't end the show on a match, they ended the show yep. on a promo segment. How often did you see AEW do this in the last four years, bro? I can't, I probably count on one hand how many times we see a promo segment and the dynamite. This maybe have been the third time, maybe, maybe that they yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's true. I have one, one glaring question about this whole situation that, that they left unanswered. I'm sure it was intentional. I'm sure we'll get it at some point soon. But my one question is to Kesta. Not there tonight. Okay. Need to know what's going on. Okay. What? Oh, did you draw Alexa not like that shit? Uh, uh, Siri said, okay, when okay. you mentioned Takeshita. I don't know. I just want to know where Takeshita stands. Is he turning heel with Don? Is he like, what the fuck, Don? I'm not, I'm not standing with this bullshit. Takeshita seems to be a little bit of a wild card right now. Does Don have him in his back pocket as, as his new killer? Yeah, I don't is, know. Is Don with the BCC? He kind of disappeared. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. We'll see. It's a very good question. Is he going to align himself with the Blackpool Combat Club? And then we get Kota Ibushi on the other end, five on five. We may see that more towards uh, Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts? Yeah. And they got to answer it sooner than that. We can't leave Takeshita hanging in limbo for that goddamn long. I know. Yeah, we need, uh, we're going to need some uh, rectifying on that. Maybe we should ask the new AEW creative coordinator on that. Well, let's give it a minute. They, I mean, this is only week one after Don's turn. 
They have more layers to the story to tell, and I'm sure Takesta is a part of it. Maybe he swings the match in one favor over the other at the pay-per-view. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I think he's an interesting factor that has not been um, answered yet, so we'll see. Anyway, guys, that is your AEW Dynamite Post. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, what we brought to the table today, and uh, I thank you guys for joining us on the show, as always. And we're going to get into the Super Chats right now in just a second. But uh, before we get into that, guys, please hit that thumbs up. I would love if we could get as close to 1,000 likes as possible. Super Chats are open in his last call in the OTS venue. Go get your Legend of JD from NY t-shirts, man. They are available now. There are less than 40 left. Go and get yours today. I think the cutoff will be Friday, man, so we can get as close to those... 40 sold as possible. I would uh, I would love you guys. So if you give if you've been pondering, go get it. Go get it, man. Join the the rest of the crew that have bought a t-shirt. Limited time release. Awesome stuff there. Uh, go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. They are all on the homepage. I got videos in the pipeline for Thursday and Friday. I will be live with SmackDown on Saturday afternoon. I will not be here live Friday night. I will be at House of Glory at the NYC Arena. And like I said, man, hit that subscribe button down below, turn on the bell for notifications, and follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, and that is Jesse as well on social media, at Chi-Town Smart. Uh, let's start at the top here, man, with Nick Williams, a 12-month membership and a $10 super chat. Thank you, Nick Williams. He says, one year. I'm still here. Continue to thrive, JD. Can't wait to see what year two brings me. Imagine if WWE books Roman versus Bad Bunny 150 characters ain't enough, man. Uh, I don't think that, I don't think we'll be seeing that, bro. That's well beneath Roman Reigns right now. Um, you really are the most honest podcaster in the wrestling community today. Keep thriving at what you do. It seems more likely that Roman versus Cody will happen at WrestleMania 40. Um, yeah, I I'm afraid that it may, bro. I don't know. We got rumors about Money in the Bank participants being leaked. Cody may be a part of that if he is. We'll see. Uh, I think the story should be finished at SummerSlam. I don't know. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $9 Super Chat. JD, Jesse, two things. A match you guys watched that should have been five stars. Me, HBK versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. And a return that gave you goosebumps. Me, Cody, WrestleMania. CM Punk. I don't know the star readings for all the matches that I like. Me neither. Why are we why are we why are we worrying about five star ratings, Joseph? Yeah, really. Let's just you guys give them melter power. HBK and Cardinal wasn't a five star match. I don't know. I failed to see how that wasn't a five star match. Missing Kurt. How about Kurt and Shane? Was that five stars? King of the Ring. Nick Williams with a five dollar super chat. Roman and Solo versus the Usos at SummerSlam rumor. WWE needs to do something fast with this title situation, whereas AEW is thriving. Look at Double or Nothing's main event. Bro, that Roman and Solo versus the Usos SummerSlam rumor, bro, came from Zero News, who has zero sources, bro. Stop reading garbage Twitter accounts. Stop. There's a reason why I did not talk about that, bro, because it came from nowhere. Uh, Bryce with a $15 super chat. No message. Thank you, Bryce. I appreciate your generosity, brother. Alex Jones with a $9.99. This question is for both of you guys. 
What's your thoughts on Nirvana and Rob Zombie? Love you, JD. The OTS is the only community I support. I support. LOL. Uh, I hate Nirvana. I think they're one of the worst bands ever. And Rob Zombie, uh, Hellbilly Deluxe was my actual first CD purchase. That Tower Records. My favorite from Rob Zombie was was um, House of a Thousand Corpses. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's talking. I, I don't know. I don't know in what sense he's talking about Rob Zombie because Rob Zombie is a musician and a movie director. So you got to be a little bit more elaborate there, Alex Jones. That's, that's going to be my favorite from Rob Zombie either way. What's uh, what is your thoughts on his uh, adaptation of Halloween? Um, I thought it was. I thought, I thought it was good. It was it's probably good. the best Halloween yeah. that uh, in recent memory, anyway. Yeah, as far as remakes go, um, I thought I thought it was good. But Devil's Rejects, that's my Rob Zombie man, right there. There you go, Tyler with a one ninety nine and a one ninety nine. Rest in peace, superstar Billy Graham. And do you like Pearl Jam? No, I do not. Not my type of music, bro. Tony Brown with a four ninety nine. There was delicious meat tonight. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, I think she the kind of famous. I don't think she kind of brought any meat to the Nah. Table. Michelle Moran with a two dollar super chat. The Elite vs Blackpool Combat Club at double or nothing. I can't wait. Should be a banger match, Michelle. Tyler B with seventeen months in the OTS venue. He simply says W. Thank you, bro. Jacob Donnelly with a $5 super chat. With all the news going on today, let's talk about the one thing everyone wants to talk about, and that's Joey Janella calling out JD on Twitter. LOL. I don't know, man. Listen, man, it's one of those unsolved mysteries, man. I didn't even say anything. I didn't mention him. I didn't mention anything about him. I've said things about him in the past, but thought that was months ago. Internet lives on forever, man. I don't know what I did. Maybe he, maybe he's really seeking attention, and he figured that uh, it would uh, generate some buzz around him to call me out. I don't know. That's what. And what did I just say earlier? If you're a no one on the card, you need some attention. Go ahead, call out the media. That'll get you out there. Sure. Yeah. That's what. That's what Joy Janela did. Great. Now should Punk be doing that? No. And, and I'd like you to know, uh, Janela got ratioed. Because I call him a clown. Nobody talked and nobody mentioned him. I tweeted about AEW Collision's new logo. I'll tell you what I think. I think you're a cunt, he says. Thanks, bro. Go jump off a building through six burning tables, bro. Are you still upset about Penelope before leaving you for Kit, bro? I mean, give me a break. I'll go buy you a fucking Corona next time I see you. Shut the fuck up. Or maybe I'll buy you a soy milk latte. How about that, man? You could cry to me about Penelope leaving you. Bad boy, fuck out of here. Not me, not me. I didn't say this. Rivals, burgers, and steaks. 27 months. Hey, JD and Jesse, fun show tonight. Looking forward to the show. OTS for life. Thank you, Rivals. Hopefully, we entertained you, man. Skinner with a 199. Popped for Mr. Softy. They're in Buffalo, too. Bro, Mr. Softy is New York, period. Texas. Yeah. The cake with a $2 super chat. Will there be an OTS brand split? I don't know. What are we splitting? I have no idea. What roster are we splitting, bro? There's only two people here. And we're here every Wednesday. Uh, Nick 
Positano with a $10 Super Jack. Good Dynamite, not great. How many second chances does Punk get until AEW tells him to stay home again? Work at 4 a.m. I'll catch the show, then have a good night, guys. Um, I think Punk will be on his best behavior the second time around, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. Tony Khan doesn't want to keep CM Punk at home. He needs CM Punk. Joey Clemenza with a 17 months. This goes out to the one and only superstar, Billy Graham. Vaya Candios, superstar. You were a huge part of my childhood. You will be missed. Thank you, Joey. Thoughts and prayers to superstar Billy Graham and his family. OMG, it's Rush, 22-13 with a 16 months. So glad Kenny accepted Hangman back. They're great storytellers, man. No matter how you want to cut it, no matter what you think about them, they are great storytellers. The Jay Caleb Show within eight months. Thank you, brother. Hate that Roosh had to take the L for storyline reasons, but my goodness, he's great. He's very good. Stiff, but good. Stephen Brewer with four months. Rest in peace, superstar Billy Graham. You will not be forgotten. Thank you for four months, Stephen, in the OTS venue. Devoted with a 10 months. OTS for life. Love you guys. Love the show. Thanks for everything. Thank you, Devoted. Joseph Gonzalez with a 499. Punk is old, brittle, and bitter. Tony can send a good message to everyone, everyone by not bending over for this 45-year-old diva. Have faith in your roster. Tell us how you really feel, Joseph. Wow. Frankie Rodriguez with a 499. Is Willie Yuta's run in the BCC getting stale? If you could replace him, who would you choose? That's a good question. No one. He's, he's, he's there to reap the benefits of being in the BCC. He's there to benefit from teaming with these with these legends. He's, he's the main benefactor of the BCC. He's not going anywhere. Dakota W with the new membership. Thank you, Dakota. The fuck are you drinking tonight, man? The cake with the two dollar super chat. After tonight, wrestling needs CM Punk. Yes, it does. Angel Davila with a five dollar super chat. I'm so sick of Punk and his drama. He should have stayed retired. Wow. A lot of people feel that way. I know. And they are uh, right to feel however they want. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, everyone wanted Punk back. But if we would have known we'd be getting all this drama with it, almost a lot of people would have wanted him back as bad as they did. Bryce with a $1 super chat. Uh, super chat. Thank you, uh, Bryce. Brian the Dean with a 13 months. JD, AW is about to be the hottest it's been in two years. OTS for life. Yes, hopefully we reap the benefits of that. Over here. ER Sane with a $2 super job. Watching Mid-Pact turn Jesse into the Midtown Smart. Uh-oh. Is that true, bro? I deleted that for a reason. <laughs> the Cake with a $5 super chat. Kenny still doesn't know what happened at Full Gear. Matt is making sure he doesn't find out. Also, be sure to check out Kenny's promo after Dynamite. What did he say after Dynamite? I get um, sent this promo. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. The Script Keeper with a $5 super chat. Hey, Jesse, love your new backdrop. Taco Crew for life. 
Francis Loop with a $5 Super Chat. Why is all the other members of the Outcasts able to stay at ringside during their matches? And why spray paint Allison K when she is not AEW? Bro, I didn't watch Rampage, so I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't even know Allison K was on the show. 24 with a 499. JD. I'm trying to listen to the promo now. JD, I can't tell you enough how much you mean to me, bro. My mom passed and I see no reason to live, but your jokes have kept me going. Love you, bro. OTS for life. 24, man. I'm glad I could be here to help you get over your mom's passing, bro. You're not really going to get over it, but heal you in the process. Just take it easy, man. Everybody grieves in their own way. And I don't want to hear that you uh, have no reason to live, bro. Stop that shit. Cut that shit out. Everybody's got a fucking reason to be on this planet, man. All right. He said something about he was talking to Hangman. He said they were bitter enemies um, or better rivals, but they were able to hash things out for the greater good. Okay. You know, and it was like, you know, is, is he only referring to Hangman here or other things? No, no. Francis Loop with a $5 super chat, a $10 super chat, a $5 super chat. If NXT is a money loss for WWE, can Endeavor sell it to Tony Khan if he wants it? Because Endeavor is 51% owner of WWE. No. Why would they sell an intellectual property to Tony Khan? How else are they going to train the future of WWE? They should just cancel the show if that's the case. Just to say thank you to both of you for what you do. Love the Thursday OTS and all the shorts throughout the week. Working on my ROH collision roster Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. TBS. Don't want to see Claudio two belts. I hope Ring of Honor take team title shot goes to Brian Danielson and his partner, the little shirt Wheeler Yuta. I think it's Yuta and Claudio, bro, next week against the uh, Lucha Brothers. Ring of Honor titles, baby. Defended on Dynamite. I can't wait. Billy Sizane with a $5 CBJ. Bully Club confirmed that the pay-per-view are getting bigger. El Fantasmo. We're getting El Fantasmo in AEW? Who the, who the, who the fuck is that? He's a Bullet, Bullet Club guy. Oh, okay. Joseph Taylor with a $3 super chat. My favorite Rob Zombie song is never going to stop. Zach Smith with three months. As a Canadian, you got the pronunciation of Regina correctly. No need to apologize. I still refuse to to believe Saskatchewan is a real place. Oh, they're in Brock Lesnar country. Oh, boy. Maybe there'll be rumors from the fucking geeks online. Lesnar signs with AEW. What's coming? I'm sorry that Tony Khan mispronounced your uh, your uh, your place of origin. Wrong, bro. Zach Smith. Vagina. Regina. Captain Solo with the final super chat. Great show tonight, guys. OTS for life. Off topic question: What is Vince's obsession with red? Imperium main roster red. LOD main roster red. SmackDown blue. I don't know what the. F- Bro, Vince has got a lot of obsessions. Smackdown, but I don't NXT, wanna, yellow. I, I don't want to know about any one of them. Oh, Chad said that Roddy did face uh, 
Gunther in NXT. Too. Did he? Okay, there you go. Yeah. And Captain, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could. And Captain Solo to fight out Super Chat. Have you guys heard about Dwayne Johnson and these kidnapping allegations? Sounds like bullshit to me. I've been sending you um, links to this whole Dwayne Johnson situation over the last two weeks. I even sent you another one tonight. Not too many people in the IWC are reporting this, but there is something going on with Dwayne Johnson and the hold that he once had on Hollywood. What do you mean? Something, something major, man. Is going on. Right. There was going. It's going. There's something going on with the hold he has on Hollywood. Yeah, like he's losing his hold on Hollywood. Like right at right about now, that the, the latest thing to have come out is saying that. Disney cuts ties with Dwayne Johnson as a three billion dollar kidnapping lawsuit has come up. Maybe he maybe he didn't meet his quota on children's sacrifices, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. But The Rock is The Rock was dominating Hollywood, but he's kind of getting pushed out of Hollywood right now. Well, how many more? I mean, he's a one dimensional actor, bro. How much how much is there left for him to do? As, look. They don't have anything creative to come up with, so they're gonna start booking the rocket shit. That's what that's what the plan has been. He's not a great actor. He just draws. We'll see. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, is is that allegation shit gonna go anywhere? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked it too far into it, but stuff is coming up about him and. and well, maybe he'll lawsuit. finally maybe he'll finally be back on television, WWE television. Maybe. I don't know, man. NBC dropped his show. They did? I didn't even know that. Like, yeah. Young, Rock, you, Young Rock finished. Dude, the IWC is just, for some reason, not reporting this. I don't get it. The wrestler's wrestler. I see you, bro. Uh, yeah, man. Hollywood's fucking bizarre, man. Hollywood's bizarre. Bunch of fucking uh, Illuminati fucking ritualistic Satanists out there, bro. Fuck them. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm exhausted. I've had uh, quite the day. Thank you guys for joining us on the show. Appreciate you guys very much for hanging out with us on this Wednesday night. There'll be more videos in your sub boxes on Thursday. More on Friday. We'll be live on Saturday. We'll be live on Sunday. Tons of shit, man. We got a Mustang Dark Horse to fucking fund. Did you go? Uh, hopefully this week. Thank you guys very much, man. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Jesse's at Chi-Town Smark on Twitter. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And go get your Zelda t-shirts, man. Legend of JD from NY. Impact tomorrow. There you go. Until then, guys, I'll see you back right here for more content on Off the Script. I'll see you guys later. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.